Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. I am your hostess, awesome Angie Ingstrom, and I am on today with MJ, Kevin, and Yolanda, and we are discussing Ephesians 4, and Paul is in prison, and I was thinking about being in prison. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been in prison. I've never been in prison, but I've been in places that felt like prison, and um, like I can remember a job I had where I, mean, I everyone else got to go out for a five-minute break because they smoked, but they wouldn't let me take a break because I didn't smoke. I'm like, well, what is that? And then I, I remember sitting like they were, they, it, almost, it was almost like they were checkmarking how many times I went to the bathroom. Like, seriously, I, I drink a lot of water. I need, <laughs> I, I just, I deserve a little bit of a break somewhere, don't I? And then I remember sitting out you know, at my desk, the window was right there and these rabbits, um, you know, just, they would come up to the window and like mock me. I swear they were mocking me. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a prisoner in my own life. Like what? The <laughs> so that's, I wanted to set that up as this whole framework of prison. Um, cause Paul is in prison and he is, um, talking to all of us, um, in his final pleas of like, Hey, listen. And so we, we're going to get into Ephesians four here, chapter, chapter four, verse one through three. I'm going to read from the NIV as a prisoner for the Lord. Then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love, making ever, every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And I, I love how he opens a prisoner of the Lord, not a prisoner of the boss <laughs> or the prison ward. He's the prisoner of the Lord. Um, you know, and I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling. And um, I think I just I think that's awesome. Just the, the fact that we because we are believers in Christ and we, um, you know, we are called. We're called. And the, the church is, you know, here for one another to help each other grow in our faith. And that's what we're doing here today. So anyone want to lead off with any other in these first three verses? Well, uh, the, he, you know, he speaks about being a prisoner. Uh, and then he's, then what's, it's an interesting uh, wording that he uses next. He says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. And so, you know, he's he's setting up this idea that if we have a life worth living that that there's a it's a life rooted in love and then he describes you know what does that look like you know humble and gentle and patient and to your point you know about your story you know and you think about your life and you think about how you act in certain situations uh isn't it interesting that when we are not humble and gentle and patient, when we have frustration and anger, uh, when we have resentment, that that is, you know, that is like a prison, right? It is, you know, when you, when your thoughts are around, this is unfair, this is unjust, 
right? You're, you, you are effectively defining a prison for yourself. And, uh, and it's, I think it's very interesting uh, that when we, you know, when we, we have a control over what it is that we see and we have a control over how we respond to what we see. And, uh, and I just think it's, it's worth noting uh, that, that Paul in, this, in these first couple of verses is trying to be clear. You know, it, we're prisoners in the Lord, right? He is, he's, he's chained up in the house, but we're all chained up in our own circumstances. But he still urges us to, to live a life and live a life that is worth uh, what, what Christ did for us, his sacrifice that he made for us. So that's where humble and gentle and patient comes from. And then the third verse uh, this idea, he says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace, right? Unity of the spirit is, uh, it's an interesting phrase. And uh, the way I read that, it's, uh, it's a unity within the church. It's, it's, you know, within us as Christians, right? We that believe in Christ, uh, we need to stay stick together. You know, we need to support each other. Uh, and again, how hard is that to do? So hard when, you know, when we, even within the church body, we don't necessarily see things and prioritize things the same way, right? So, uh, you know, this idea that we're, we're, we need to be loving, we need to be unified. And then he ends with this a thought of, you know, through the bond of peace, you know, through, through this idea of, you know, not, not, belittling others not beating others down into submission so that our will you know is 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 their will right but it's more of a a peaceful relationship uh uh, uh you know a, a relationship of equals and uh, what i kind of read that to be so that uh, you know we are so i guess that i'm kind of rambling on a little bit here but the, what i would just kind of conclude on this one is is that a peaceful, loving existence with other believers is is what he's really asking us to do here, and uh, and, and it and I personally am kind of rubbing with that one uh, these past couple of weeks, and uh, and it's not as easy, you know, as it, it it's it's nice, nice thought, um, but it's hard to do. So I'll, that that's my that's my spin on this. Yeah, that's awesome, MJ. Yeah, you know, you, you look at the fact that we could be prisoners in lots of things, um, in what we do, in how we do things, you know, and he's talking about being a prisoner in a physical jail, but you can also be a prisoner in just how you think and in what your flesh is doing. And, you know, I just look at the fact that, you know, he's, he's coming to us and saying, hey, listen, you just need to humble yourself. Um, unify that bond with all other believers and use that that prince of peace type of humbleness that kind of, kind of really helps people relax you know because i think we get all wound up about certain things and sometimes it's like we overthink what we really need to be doing and you know i i just i look at that and go yeah you know i need to unify my bond with all my other believers and ha have them help me get out of 
the, the little jails I put myself into. So that's my little take on that. Yolanda. I like, I like how it says in all humility, um, it's like we're to humble ourselves and we're to be that way uh, with one another. Um, I, I like how it also tells us to, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, it also, I also like how it tells us to um, maintain the unity um, that is so important, especially with believers, to be unified. Um, we may not always agree on things, but we can still, in the spirit, be unified. Um, and that's what we're called to. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. All right, let's move on to verses four through six, again from the NIV. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. A lot of repetition there. <laughs> Now, okay, I'm here's my uh, living, no, daily walk Bible, the daily walk Bible. Um, we are all parts of one body. We have the same spirit. We have all been called to the same glorious future. For us, there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And we, we all have the same God and father who's over us and all that's in us and living through every part of us. Um, just a little slight different version of the same thing, but um, I love reading different versions. Um, Kevin, you have any thoughts on this one? Well, the, I think the idea of one, right? Remember, this is a church that is filled with Gentile believers. Um, and so he's reaffirming, I think, uh, that it doesn't really matter what our background is. It doesn't matter what our color of our skin is. Um, it doesn't matter really, you know, the past, um, the present. We're living in the present. We're living in the moment. Um, and in this moment, we need to honor God by honoring each other and recognizing ourselves to be unified. Uh, again, going off of that theme that we were just speaking about in the earlier verses. Uh, so that's my, let's say that's my initial thought on this. Yeah. That one, that one bond situation, once again, you know, where you, like you said, it doesn't matter what color of skin you have, you know, what, what color blood you got, you know, we all got red blood. So it, it's that unification and, you know, it's one baptism you're one baptism away from, you know, having this unbelievable re relationship. In fact, not to throw anything more than what's printed in the word here, but, you know, one, uh, one crucifixion, you know, one resurrection, you know, these are all things that help me remember that there's one God and he did it all for us. And, you know, we should be united in that, in that baptism, 
that we have been given that we can take, you know, anytime we want to repent and, and just say, yes, I am a sinner and I need you Lord right now. And, and, and get into that humble state, but you know, it is all one, one God. He's there. He's Abba father. He's there for you all the time. So that's my take on those three. Yolanda, I'm going to have you jump in in a moment. Um, I'm going to, well, I'm going to, I'm going to look this up, but again, back to my daily walk version. Um, it starts out in verse four. We are, we are all parts of one body. So that to me, it's a worded a little different than NIV because NIV just says there is one body. And, you know, it just, to me, it just flushes out the idea that, yeah, we're each individuals. We each have our own lives and personalities and, um, you know, and uniquenesses, but we're one body. And then he goes into the whole repetition of, you know, one God, one spirit, you know, and one faith, but we're all individuals. So I, I find that fascinating that, we need to be able to allow, give ourselves the grace amongst one another, you know, to be who we are, but yet help each other rise up to support the whole mission. Yolanda, do you have any other thoughts before we move on to the next verses? Um, no, you guys said it all. <laughs> yeah, we, we have one God and for, um, and that's for everyone, for everyone. Um, there's yeah. no if ands or buts about that love it awesome then let's move on to verses 7 through 10 NIV but to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it this is why it says when he ascended on high he took many captives and made and gave gifts to his people what does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. In daily walk, it says, however, Christ has given each of us special abilities. Again, the daily walk is pulling out the whole idea that we're each unique. We each have our own gifts. Whatever right. he whatever he wants us to have out of his rich storehouse of gifts, rich storehouse of gifts. Love that, MJ. What you got? Well, yeah. Anytime you're given a gift, <laughs> it's nice to look at the packaging, and it's you know always fun to kind of see how they wrap it up. But you want to know what's inside there, and you need to open it. And that's the same thing with when you've been given a gift, like each of us have all been given a gift of what we can do to, to, to bring the gospel to other people. You know, what can you say? What can you do? What, how can you act to kind of show that grace and that love um, and, and show somebody the gift that you've been given and show them the gift that they've been given and, and just speak his word and, be ready to open it up and you need to open them and you need to help other people see their gifts. And I think that's just, it's such a great feeling to see people receive something and know that 
you know, you had a little, a little hand in it, even though it was all given from our Abba father. So, you know, it's interesting. And of course, this is the Angie brain going on to the nature route in the, <laughs> the, the, the non-biblical version here, but, you know, I'm thinking back to my story that I shared and, um, you know, how I, I did not feel safe in that environment to be able to be me in order to share. And I, you know, I think it's awesome that Paul is able to stay grounded, be himself, let his holiness shine, you know, even in the worst of circumstances, you know, he was able to, um, you know, just know he was there for this specific mission and yeah, it's not fair. And all these, you know, you know, whatever was happening in his prison there, um, you know, he was still able to write this and get it out to all of us. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking back to when I was in that particular prison I shared earlier, <laughs> I didn't feel that, enough safety and security to even, yeah, I was, I was, I, I could give them and you know, what they needed, but I couldn't excel. I couldn't excel. Um, so I think it, that kind of speaks kind of beyond the, the basic scripture here of just as we're out in the world, leading one another and whatever projects we're working on to be able to create those safe environments for everyone to shine and be who they are. And, and then for those of us that are stuck in places that we're not able to shine, you know, what can you do to shine? Like, think about ways to expand that. Cause that's what I had to do when I was there. I'm like, well, what can I do that isn't gonna, you know, cross their, whatever funny rules they've got. Um, so, um, I don't know, Yolanda, what you got? Did that make any sense what I just shared? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it um, The fact that he uh, has given pretty much everyone to be equipped um, for, for a ministry, um, and that is to build us up. So when we say, for example, we're at church, um, and we know we're gifted in, say, teaching aspect. Um, it would be it would be wonderful for us to be that teacher um, to help to build up the body of Christ. Um, I, and you know, God equips each one of us with something special that we're gifted with, um, no matter what it is. Yeah. Awesome. Kev, what you got? Well, I'm the word grace. Um, you know, uh, let me go back to the verse there. Uh, but each of us, each one of us has been given, uh, has, but each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And I think um, the thing that, you know, going back to that earlier thought about us as a unified body and one, um, you know, we, we're, it's so easy. It is so, so easy to be like, I know I'm right. 
I know I'm right. I know that what, what I believe is the truth. And then what you believe is close to the truth, but it's not the truth. And, and uh, there's with that idea, there comes this, this, for lack of a better word, a lack of humility, right? It, it's, it, there comes this, this, this idea that, uh, you know, I either have to teach you what, what I know because what I know is right, or I have to, um, uh, you know, not, not get frustrated because what uh, you're saying I don't agree with. And, and uh, you know, Jesus died for all of us. And we all, there, there is equal amounts of grace given to all of us. Um, and, and, and if we believe in Christ, the, the nuances and details around that, that relationship that, that someone else has with Christ, that's not mine to, that's not mine to uh, judge. That's not mine to educate or straighten out or, or, or correct, uh, you know, because um, it's not my place. It just isn't my place. And uh, it's just so easy, at least for me. And this is certainly a, a shortcoming that I'm trying to work on. It is just so easy to kind of look at a situation and be like, yeah, I know the right answer. And I'm just going to kind of tolerate, you know, your position for now because, you know, and eventually, you know, you'll either see it my way or, or, you know, we'll just have to figure out a different way to get through this, you know, but uh, that, that is, that, that is a definite lack of humility. That's a lack of grace. That's a lack of, of a lot of different things that I think, you know, Jesus described or Paul describes here as, as being loving, um, you know, but then on the flip side of that coin, right, you have this expectation that, you know, we are supposed to go out and preach the good news, right? We are supposed to go out and uh, educate you know, about who Christ is and what does Christ stand for and who, and, and, and what did Christ really do by dying on the cross? And, and so, you know, I wrestle with this. I, I wrestle with this idea of how to show grace, how to be loving, how to be supportive of someone else's beliefs, even if I don't believe them and, and support them or agree with them. And, and at what point in time, you know, is that, is that against, uh, this expectation of preaching the good news. Uh, so I don't know the answers. Uh, I certainly don't have uh, a clarity in this area. I just know that uh, that it's something that God's put on my heart. He's been He's been working on me in this area uh, as I am learning to be a better Christian and be a better brother, you know, to other people who uh, either are seeking to be believers or, uh, or believers uh, or believe something that's kind of in between, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say on the topic other than uh, that, that particular phrasing sticks out to me like a sore thumb uh, because it's certainly speaking to what I'm wrestling with in my life right now. Yeah. Very real, uh, very real topics here.
Um, kind of focusing in here on verse 8, 9, and 10, this is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. And, and then what, what does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. So he who descended is the very one who ascended, ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So the, the highs and the lows, the highs and the lows and, you know, the good and the, I, I guess you could maybe equate that to good and the bad. I don't know if that's quite a good comparison, but the highs and the lows that the width and the depth, um, you know, Christ walked this earth and um, he lived in a human body and you know, it, it, it's just great that we have that to model from, again, that humility, the grace. Um, yeah, because it's a complicated world. <laughs> it's a complicated world. Um, it is a complicated world, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, and I've said this a few times this week to different people. I don't know how people even can function without knowing God and, and Jesus and this, all, all of this, like what, um, just knowing that, um, you know, God came to earth and turned into human flesh and, and, and lived this life, you know, perfection basically as, you know, just to give us the blueprint and, um, it is interesting how, you know, you know, we evolve and grow and stretch through life as we grow <laughs> and learn more things and do more things and meet more people. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a fascinating topic to, um, try to pull apart. All right. Let's any other thoughts on that? Otherwise we will move on to verse 11, 12 and 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So there's categories of people that are here to equip people so that we all grow and be unified in Christ. I, and I love this um, in our, my sub notes here, Kev, thanks for putting these together as always. It said in here somewhere, um, I don't know where it is right now, but how, um, oh, now the, the squirrel just took the nut. Let me think. Where did I go? Um, I had it in my head. Um, but, 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 um, okay. The primary purpose of the church is not to convert sinners to Christianity, but to perfect, complete and mature the saints for the ministry and edification of the body. Um, that's, that was a nice little reminder and kind of, um, very interesting, um, perspective. I'm like, Okay, we're not here to convert sinners. We're here to 
you know, perfect ourselves. And, and it's only by, you know, just like Christ, God came to earth and um, just showed us the example. And, and then, you know, people just flocked to him like, wow, look at this. That's what we were designed to do as model after Jesus. And then people will find us. It's, we're not here to, cause nothing's broken, nothing to fix, you know, you know, and you know, like what you were talking about, Kevin, like judging and all, you know, it's just, it, that's part of the human, you know, the human flesh thing that we have going on. And for us to rise above that and, you know, just keep maturing and growing and being more like Christ every day. That's how people lean in and like, well, what's, what is it about you? You know, what, you know, tell me more like, and that's how, that's how we, that's how the church grows. Um, well, I mean, there's lots of ways, but that's, uh, that's what they're speaking to here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at each of the definitions of, you know, an apostle, you know, is, you know, if you look at, uh, like in the information we're looking at right now, it says the, you know, the office of an apostle is, is somebody who's a special ambassador of God's word. And, um, I'm looking at, you know, the part about the office of, of, um, pastor and teacher is one who shepherds and leads within the church and is teaching and instructing in God's word, you know, every single one of them evangelist, you know, is somebody who's a preacher, both inside the church and outside the church of the gospel. And a prophet is just, you know, somebody who speaks and preaches the word um, and is very accurate in what they're saying. And, well, boy, I just look at that and I go, well, you know, here we are, you know, part of that, that body. And, you know, we probably would fall into, you know, something around the, like a, a, a teacher type aspect, you know, we're just trying to look at God's word and, and work within the church here. And I just love it that he gave us that gift. He gave us this gift to, to share with one another and have this time together because every time I come on these podcasts, I, I'd learn something. I go, oh, wow, I never saw it that way, you know, and like even today, th this is just, I don't know, this helps me a lot seeing what each of these definitions means. Um, and I don't know why that does, but it's it just a gift that was given to me. And so I had to, I had to read that part of it and say, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. And the, um, the daily walk Bible, I'll read this version as well. So again, this is 11, 12, and 13. Some of us have been given special ability as apostles. To others, he has given the gift of being able to preach well. Some have special ability to, in winning people to Christ, helping them to trust him as their savior. Still others have a gift for caring for God's people as a shepherd does his sheep, leading and teaching them in the ways of God. Why is it that he gives us these special abilities to do certain things best? It is that God's people will be equipped to do better work for him, building up the church, the body of Christ, to a position of strength and maturity, until finally we all believe alike without, or we all believe alike about our salvation 
and about our savior, God's son, and all become full grown in the Lord. Yes. To the point of being filled full with Christ. Which verse, what, which uh, Bible was that? This is the daily walk Bible. I like that phrasing. Isn't uh, that neat? Yeah. I like that phrasing. And that's, and that's, you know, going back to what I was saying, I mean, that, that's what I, that's what I've been wrestling with this, you know, w- what is my role, you know, and, and he speaks to this idea of unity and faith or walking, you know, in the same light or being together, you know, how can I, what is my, how can I contribute to that? What it is, what is it that I'm supposed to do and how can I do that in a way that's loving and supportive and humble? And, uh, it, it's, it's really, you know, when you really start digging, at least for me anyway, when I really started digging into this and I really started thinking about it in terms of how I behave and how I act, whether it's with a believer or an unbeliever or you know, someone that's kind of in between there, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, we do, we do have a lot of influence. We do have the ability, you know, to, to build and we have the ability to destroy too, um, you know, and that's, I think, you know, we'll talk about that in, 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 in later verses here, but, but goodness, you know, uh, there's a lot of power that we have as individual, as individuals, uh, within this body. And, um, and in, in a lot of us just don't take the time, you know, we don't take, take the time to develop ourselves or to, or to develop our, the gifts that we've been given. You know, we, we kind of take a more passive approach to our faith and, uh, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. All I know is, is that I don't want to be passive. I don't, I don't want to just, you know, let other people, you know, get in the trenches and do the work. Uh, but, but this, this, this really speaks to me. This, 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 like I said, for, for several weeks here, this has really been working on me. It's amazing. Love it. You know, you know, what's interesting as you were talking, the word intentional, um, screamed in my mind and, and intentional in everything we do intentional about, right. um, like you said, how are we developing ourselves intellectually in the, in the word with, in our relationships, but being, being intentional, like breathing, you know, it's one of those things that you just take for granted. You just kind of breathe and you take all of this, you know, life in general for granted until something is, threatened or you're injured or something happens. And then it's like, Ooh, now you gotta be intentional to avoid pain or to really, you know, heal or, you know, get to places safety or whatever the situation is. But, but how about being intentional ahead of time on purpose? Like even breathing, I mean, you know, you can breathe and just do normal breathing and um, you know, but there's ways you can be intentional with breathing and breath is powerful when you do tap into the, you know, different ways you can breathe differently to empower your body and mind and, and, and spirit and um, thoughts. Um, I mean, it's, you could take anything, <laughs> get a little more intentional and it's powerful. So um, yeah, thanks for sharing that, Kev. That's, that's awesome. Any other thoughts on that before we wrap up on the last three verses here, 14, 15, and 16, we have... NIV, then we will no longer be infants, <laughs> tossed back and forth by the waves, 
and blown here or there by every wind or of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds up in love as each part does its work. Amen. Anatomy 101. <laughs> I like that. There's that we, you know, we're pulling all together the parts and the, the ligaments. Like, you know, think about your body. I mean, there's a lot going on to make your body move. You know, the skeletal system can't do anything without the muscular system and, you know, and none of it happens if you don't have the respiratory system. And, you know, I mean, there's, I'll think of all the different systems that need to be functioning properly and they all stay in their own lane. They don't like, you know, you know, they do what they're called to do. They're not, they're not, they're not confused. Like, what are we supposed to be doing? Like they all have a purpose. They stay in their lane. They do their part, but it all works together as a whole. And uh, same thing with the church. Um, and what we do with one another. And if, if each one of us just um, bees who we are, just do you, you do you. And, uh, you know, I do me, you do you, everybody does themselves. And we each flourish and shine in our own skin. Then we all win. We all win. And, um, you know, it's when, you know, people are, you know, all the suffering and whatever, you know, it, yeah, that, that, that just, you know, it, it pulls us all, <laughs> it hurts all of us. When one person suffers, we're all suffering and, you know, and, you know, cause we're all one, you know, like if, you know, like when my arm got injured, it affected the rest of my body. <laughs> there was a lot of things affected <laughs> because one part went out of whack and, um, you know, so it's important that we each stay intentional and do what we need to be doing. Um, this is a great reminder for me. This is a nice pep talk for me too, <laughs> just to remember to be you, do you, and uh, shine. Um, because if you're not, someone's suffering. All right. I know we we can't we can't shine uh, without Christ. Mm-hmm. That, that is that is the key. Um, yes. And I think when, um, with, with the, uh, like the, being the body of Christ and um, it's like when, like when you were saying, Ange, uh, when you hurt yourself, it was like, it messed up your whole body in a sense. Um, it's the same with us believers. When somebody is hurting in the church, it's like everybody hurts. You know what I mean? I, it's... Um, because we're like entwined. Yep. We're like, like the, you know, the whole body of Christ. So, yeah. yeah. Very good point. Very good point. And I love that, um, you know, God focused podcasts, you know, we're always, we're always here to help remind one another just to stay focused on God. I mean, we're all here because of God, he created us. And, um, this is just a great, uh, uh, you know, Ephesians four here, this is just, you know, a great way to remind us that, you know, yeah, we're all parts of one, one 
one project. I like to say the word project. I don't know if that <laughs> resonates with anyone else, but we're one body. Um, and uh, that's awesome. Kev, any closing comments? Yep, I think it's uh, it's been a great conversation. I appreciate being a part of it. Yeah, thank you. MJ, any last thoughts? Yeah, you are a project, Angie. <laughs> but a beautiful one and a fun one to be around. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, Christ is working on you all the time. And I thank him for working on me. Um, you know, our heart was going at was going one way at one time and then he brought us back and we're going his way so take it off and put on the new self and feel that love that he's given you and be appreciative and humble about it so thank Yay. you for every thank you for everything today you guys gave me appreciate it yeah yolanda any final comments for the day um yeah i was just gonna say you know the beauty of all that mike is um we get to live life together and um, just, just knowing that Christ is the head and knowing that we have a place with him um, is very encouraging. Uh, we're, we're here to glorify him and, and the things that we do, the things that we say um, to glorify him. So everything that we do and everything that we say does that. Um, it's, it, that is what we're supposed to do. That's what we're here for, is to do things that will glorify him. So, yeah. Awesome. Doing life together with you guys is great. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. I, I, I like the word belong. Like you said, we, we have a place. We, we belong. And that's, that's, a deep, uh, um, that's a deep need for humans to have a place to belong. So I am... As always, honored to have this conversation with all of you today. Thank you for uh, sharing your hearts and uh, your wisdom and your love here in this conversation and then shine that out into the world. And for all of you listening, stay God-focused. And as always, um, just keep being awesome. So if something's being said during this podcast, it's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that has helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast at 
gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership, and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com, and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.